Thanks for being here. We, uh, we do the sunrise service as a kind of a traditional thing, um, just to remember that it was at sunrise when the ladies found the tomb empty and began to tell everybody, and the disciples shortly thereafter came. So we want to celebrate this time. We're glad you're here. Stay where you are. You stay at the tables or whatever and enjoy yourself as we worship the Lord. I think the, uh, the thing kind of went, who are you looking for? He is risen. When the ladies went to the tomb early in the morning. Let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Fathers, we come to you this morning. We thank you so much for this day. And we thank you so much for the uh, celebrating your son's resurrection. Lord, we just thank you for him coming and dying on a cross that each one of us can have eternal life if we just accept him as our Savior. Invite him into our lives and live with him and he with us. Let him guide us and direct us throughout this terrible world that we're living in right now. Have him give us direction. Have him give us guidance. Take us by the hand and show us the way. Father, we thank you for him. We thank you for what he does in our lives. We thank you for the the blessings he gives us and the, the just the knowing that he's there with us father we pray that you'll be at this service that you'll be with jeremy as he brings his message and we just pray that you'll lift him up and give him the words that we need to hear lord we pray that you'll continue to bless bill and his message and that you'll also give him the words that need to be shared this morning and we just thank you so much for these men that came out this morning and fixed this breakfast and prepared for it prepared it bless their lives bless them for helping out with that we just pray that you'll pray that the food will be a blessing to those lord we love you and we praise you for it's in jesus name amen Well, over the next several minutes, we're going to focus on as we read Scripture together and um, meditate on God's Word and sing together, we're going to focus on what Jesus has done for us, that He came into this world and He was crushed and pierced for our sins and crucified on the cross and uh, so that we could be forgiven and have a relationship with God, that He died and was buried so that He could pay the wages for our sin, which is death. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead so he could overcome death and destroy it so that we too may overcome death. And so as we listen to the, as we listen to the scripture and we sing the songs together over the next 30 to 45 minutes, just think about those things. Think about what Jesus has done for you. So first, we're going to start off by um, <clears throat> doing a little bit of responsive reading. It's not something I've done since I was a little kid. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to read a little bit of scripture together. So on the board, we're going to read Isaiah 53. And uh, this is kind of a prophecy that happened hundreds of years before Jesus came about what Jesus would do for us on the cross. And you, I'm going to read the first verse, and you guys will read what is in bold together. So uh, we're going to go ahead and do that now. Who has believed what we have heard, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed?
He was despised and rejected by man, a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised and we didn't value him. But he was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him, and we are healed by his wounds. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a slam led to the slaughter, and like a sheep silent before his shears, he did not open his mouth. He was assigned a grave with the wicked, but he was with the rich man at his death, because he has done no violence and had not spoken deceitfully. After his anguish, he will see light and be satisfied by his knowledge. By my righteous servant will justify many, and he will carry their iniquities. Savior did for us. We're going to have some scripture reading right now from some individuals from our church, and so just enjoy the next few moments. Then Pilate said to him, Don't you hear how much they are testifying against you? But he didn't answer him on even one charge, so that the governor was quite amazed. At the festival, the governor's custom was to release to the crowd a prisoner they wanted. At the time, they had, no notorious, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they, gathered, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Who is it you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew it was because of envy that they had handed him over. While he was sitting on the judge's bench, his wife sent, to, sent word to him, have nothing to do with that righteous man, for today I have suffered terribly in dream because of him. The chief priests and the elders, however, persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and execute Jesus. 
the governor asked him, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? Barabbas, they answered. Pilate asked them, What should I do to Jesus, who is called Christ? They all answered, Crucify him. Then he said, Why, what has he done wrong? But they kept shouting all the more, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that a riot was starting instead, he took some water, washed his hands in front of the crowd, and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. All the people answered, His blood on us, his blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, and after having Jesus flogged, handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus to headquarters and gathered the whole company around him. They stripped him, dressed him in a scarlet robe. They twisted together a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and placed a reed in his right hand. And they knelt down before him and mocked him, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spit at him, took the reed, and kept hitting him on the head. When they had mocked him, stripped him of his robe, with his put his clothes on him, and they led him away to crucify him. As they were going out, they found a Cyrenian man named Simon. They forced this man to carry his cross. When they came to a place called Golgotha, the skull place, they gave him wine mixed with gall to drink. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. After crucifying him, they divided his clothes by casting lots. They sat down and were guarding him. Above his head, they put up the charge against him in writing. This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Then two criminals were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. Those who passed by were yelling insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, the one who would demolish the sanctuary and rebuild in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests with the scribes and the elders mocked him and said, he saved others, but he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He has put his trust in God. Let God rescue him now, if he wants him. For he said, I am God's son. In the same way, even the criminals who were crucified with him kept taunting him. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the whole land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sakbanthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick, and offered him a drink. But the rest said, Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. But Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Suddenly, the curtain of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened 
and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and they came out of the tombs after his resurrection, entered the holy city, and appeared to many. When the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they were terrified and said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. Many women who had followed Jesus from Galilee and looked after him were there, watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Measure what you 
Jesus high, laid me high in the stone. He lived to die, rejected and alone, like a rose trampled on the ground. He took the fall and thought of me. As evening approached, Joseph, a rich man from Arimathena, who had become a follower of Jesus, went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate issued an order to release it to him. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a long sheet of clean linen cloth. He placed it in his own new tomb, which had been carved out of the rock, and then he rolled a great stone across the entrance and left. Both Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting across from the tomb and watching. The next day on the Sabbath, the leading priests and Pharisees went to see Pilate. They told him, Sir, we remember what that deceiver once said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise from the dead. So we request that you seal the tomb until the third day. This will prevent the disciples from coming and stealing his body and then telling everyone he was raised from the dead. If that happens, we'll be worse off than we were at first.
On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the tomb, bringing the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They went in, but did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men stood by them in dazzling clothes. So the women were terrified and bowed down to the ground. 
why are you looking for the living among the dead? Asked the men. He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, It is necessary that the Son of Man be betrayed into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and rise on the third day. And they remembered his words. Returning from the tomb, they reported all these things to the eleven and to the rest. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women were with them, with them were telling the apostles these things. But these words seemed like nonsense to them, and they did not believe the women. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. When he stopped to look in, he saw only the linen cloths. So he went away, amazed at what had happened. Now that same day, two of them were on their way to a village called Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. Together they were discussing everything that had taken place. And while they were discussing and arguing, Jesus himself came near and began to walk among them. But they were prevented from recognizing him. Then he asked them, What is this dispute that you are having with each other as you are walking? And they stopped, looked, discouraged. The one named Cleophas answered him, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that happened here in these days? What things? Jesus asked them. So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus the Nazarene, who was brought, who was a powerful prophet in action and in speech before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. Besides all this, it's the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women from our group astounded us. They arrived early at the tomb, and when they didn't find his body, they came and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they didn't see him. He said to them, How unwise and slow are you to believe in the hearts of all the prophets have spoken? Didn't the Messiah have to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted for them the things concerning himself and all the scriptures. They came near the village where they were going, and he gave the impression that he was going no farther. But they urged him, stay with us, because it is almost evening, and now the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. It was as he reclined at the table with them that he took the bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. So they said to each other, Weren't our hearts ablaze within us when he was walking with us on the road and explaining the scriptures to us? That very hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven, and those with them gathered together who said, The Lord has certainly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then they began to describe what had happened on the road and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread.
As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened, and they thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet? That is I, myself. Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate before them. He told them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He also said to them, This is what is written. The Messiah would suffer and rise from the dead the third day, and repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And look, I am sending you what my father promised. As for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. Then he led them out to the vicinity of Bethany. And lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was carried up into heaven. After worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple praising God. From the dark domain, and 
he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. Can I keep his praise? Jesus, my Savior, he tore the He arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ This is why we're here this morning, to remember this, that Jesus rose from the dead, so that we can overcome death as well. And so, 1 Corinthians 15, 54 through 56 says this. When this corruptible body is clothed with incorruptibility, and this mortal body is clothed with immortality, the saying that is written will take place. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where death is your victory? Where death is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gave us this victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, because you know that your labor is not in vain. I'm going to sing a song called Living Hope. Where am I? 
is alive. He rose from the dead and that day, that Easter Sunday morning, that first Easter, when Mary and Mary Magdalene and Salome 
went to the grave expecting to anoint a dead body. They saw the angel sitting there. And they said, where is Jesus? The angel said, he is not here, he is risen. I submit to you tonight that that's the greatest news the world has ever heard. He is not here. He has conquered the grave. He's alive. And ladies and gentlemen, I believe that there's more proof that Jesus Christ rose from the dead than almost any other fact in Roman history. I don't believe there's a fact in ancient history today so well proven as the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But even if there was no proof, no historical proof, no scientific proof, and there is, I would still believe it because I believe this book is God's inspired word and the whole early church went up and down the country preaching the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That was the thing that shook the Roman Empire that a man had risen from the dead, that he was alive, that death could not hold him. Christ is alive. He's a living Savior. You can never go wrong with Billy Graham, can you? Mm. He's alive. He is risen. Death no longer has a claim on those who have faith in Jesus Christ. We need to celebrate that, not just Easter Sunday, every day. Every day we have a hope, a living hope that's in Jesus Christ. He's right. It changed Roman history. It shook the Roman Empire, the greatest empire that's ever existed. It shook them. They didn't know what to do with it. So eventually they accepted it. And it's the reason we have Christianity all over the world today. It's because the Roman Empire became a Christian. We thank you for coming. We're going to take about a 15-minute break, and then we'll start our worship service. Let me close us in prayer. Father, <laughs> Father, it is great. It is great to remember this morning that we have a living hope in Jesus Christ. That no matter what happens to us in this life, no matter what's going on in our minds, in our hearts, in our lives, in our world right now, Jesus Christ is our hope, always and forever. Help us to cling to that. But most importantly, Father, help us to share it. It is a truth that the world needs to hear. There are billions out there that don't know a thing about your son, Jesus Christ. Help us to have a heart to get the gospel to them. We thank you for this time. We thank you for your spirit being here. We praise you for your son, Jesus. It's in his name I pray. Amen. Thanks for being here.